Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Joined today by Jason Caldwell and Philip Dukes. It's a little recruiting trio we've got going on at Auburn Undercover. Um, and it was it was a busy uh, just Sunday actually it was just a busy Sunday for us um, at Auburn Undercover because we were over in Carrollton for the Under Armour Next Camp the uh, Atlanta one there in Carrollton that was the first of the Under Armour camps and you know guys in terms of Auburn targets that's definitely the best camp for us to be at because of the recruiting f- footprint that Auburn really hits um, so it was it was a busy day for us but in a good way yeah no it was uh. It was really good. You know, first of all, it was really good to, to be back and, and, and have um, a need to go to that camp. Um, we did not have a need to go to that camp last year. They There's only a handful of those guys that they were even recruiting. And so um, it was good to, to be back and, and have a presence and, uh, and Auburn have a presence with the top players in, in the region. And, and when you talk about the top players in the region, you're talking about the top players in the country. Um, it was a lot of really good players on, on hand. Um, a lot of top talent in 2024 and 25 and heck, 26, 27 even. Um, it was a good day. It was. And and a lot of positive feedback about this current Auburn staff from top guys. And we're seeing that in Alabama. Dukes, you're seeing it in, in Georgia and the Atlanta area. And heck, even just – late in the process last year, you know, Kay and Lee and, and the guys they, they were able to grab from that area, they made an impact right away. And, and you know, Zach Etheridge had a lot to do with that by, by, by remaining on staff. But, man, they're, they're going into Georgia. They're scouring. They're looking for guys. Um, and they're not just, you know, grabbing a few. I mean, they're, they're looking to, to add guys and, you know, you hear all the time people start trusting evaluations. These guys are going out and offering guys. A lot of them are, are highly highly rated. Some of them aren't. Some of them are guys they like, and they're going, hey, look, we like this guy, and and I like to see that. Um, but they're doing one thing you got to be, which is aggressive, and, and that's where it starts. 
Dukes, you were there at uh, the camp last year, I believe. Um, I was not. Jason was not. This was actually my first camp I've ever even been to. Um, so that was kind of a new experience for me. But Dukes, I mean, Jason just talked about it. How different was the camp experience this year compared to last year just in terms of you know, identifying Auburn targets and having guys to keep an eye on? I mean, the, uh, can, uh, let's see. can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, the, the amount of Auburn targets uh, that actually had offers at this camp in comparison to last year was like night and day. Uh, also, the uh, just the buzzword of Auburn. So, for comparison, last year, uh, Brian Harson was the only head coach at the camp. He was there watching his son, who was uh, at the camp last year. And you would think that uh, there would have been more buzz about Auburn with ha- actually having a head coach there. But with the kids who had not been contacted, not having offers, uh, and there were top kids there last year, like KJ Bolden was there last year. Uh, and I think this year you got guys who've already had contact. You were able to go talk to recruits who have already had experiences with the head coach, who've already been recruited. They can tell you when they're going. They can tell you how their last visit was, and they can tell you. And I and I heard multiple times it's like, hey. Um, from some top guys, like, you know, this staff gets it. And that, that's that's refreshing to hear, and it's got to be exciting for Auburn fans to hear that this staff gets it when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, I think that's just the – I mean, it's it's night and day. That's the biggest thing. I was watching um, one of our 24-7 Sports Network videos earlier today. Steve Wiltfong was talking about Kevin Riley, who was supposed to camp on Sunday, wasn't able to make it, one of Auburn's top running back targets. You know, he was saying that talking to some sources close to that recruitment, that they just felt like it was – uh, totally different um and uh, part of that almost comes from the previous guy at the top not doing things so well and now the new guy at the top and Hugh Freeze is doing things so well that there's just such a big contrast there um and so it was it was kind of eye-opening it's been eye-opening for some guys um we're gonna we're gonna get into one of those guys later on in Sterling Dixon because he had some interesting comments about Hugh Freeze but I think the guy that we have to start with obviously it's the 2024 class right now but the biggest, I think the biggest eye catcher, um, he was one of 24-7 Sports' um, top guys in terms of offense. It's Ryan Williams, the 2025 wide receiver from Sarah Land. Um, Auburn Legacy, his dad, Ryan Williams, played defensive back at Auburn. He's been committed to Alabama for a couple of months now. Um, but, you know, and the new staff has been working to try and change that. He visited in January, had a really good visit. He's supposed to visit again in early March. He's working on um, pinning a date down right now, but Look, we knew he was going to be really impressive at camp. He's already a composite five-star guy, but he he still he was more impressive than we maybe thought he was going to be. And you know, the guys, some of our national guys that hadn't got a chance to see him in person yet, he blew them away. I think he got a four-three-eight forty. Um, he was just dominating the one-on-ones. There were some really good DBs there. Some of them couldn't compete in the one-on-ones because of injuries. None of them could keep up with Ryan Williams. He was dominating that portion of the camp. Jason, this is a guy we've seen. Uh, we saw in Jordan-Hare Stadium for the state title game, and he absolutely lit it up um, on Sunday. Yeah, no, he's he's as good as there is, regardless of classification, regardless of position. I mean, he's he's that good. And you want to talk about game changer? He's the definition of a game changer. And so, um, yeah, not a surprise that he went out and, and was really good. And and you know, Auburn is legitimately in this thing. Um, he's committed to Alabama, yes. But this is a family that has Auburn ties. You know, Ryan Williams, Ryan, and, and Zach Etheridge have crossover at, at, at Auburn. They were there at the same time. 
Um, you know, I remember his dad coming out as a recruit and I saw him Sunday and he's like, Hey, we're going to be there. We'll be there soon. And so they have a, an emphasis to, to come back and to, to build a relationship with Auburn. That's where it starts. And so, um, it's a long time for 2025, but yeah, if you're, if you're in the battle, in the fight, um, for, for Ron Williams, um, that's that's a good place to be considering you know they were not in the fight with the previous staff i mean they 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 weren't in the picture and um that's saying a mouthful for a guy that grew up auburn and, and wanted to come and, and came and visited um yeah he's he's a guy that you continue to battle for uh until the end yeah you talked about his dad i mean we were talking with him after the camp and they were talking about you know it's a dead period but we might just we might just drive through auburn on our way back home to sarah land um you know we might just go grab go grab dinner there um, and then just, you know, drive around campus for a second and then hit Sarah land. So that's kind of, that just shows kind of how he grew up and how that family kind of is Duke. So I'm going to put you on the spot here with Ryan Williams. Cause I feel like I have a really good um, player comp for him. Is there any guy you would compare him to right off the bat that comes to mind? Um, the more and more I see Ryan Williams, I start to see him. I don't want to say quite a, uh, a Tyreek Hill type, but I would say with him being six feet, and I said it the other day, I can't remember who I came up with, but his speed and how easy he moves, um, oh, you got to come back to me, come back to me. Okay. Jason, is there someone you would go with? Yeah, uh, there, there's a couple of guys. Um, he's not as shifty. No, he's pretty shifty. He's not quite as shifty as Peter Wark, um, but has the same kind of skill set. The, the most recent recent guy is Devonte Smith. That's that's yep. kind of the yep, most that's recent my comp. guy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I may mean, think, it, but he's going to be he's going to be bigger. He's already bigger than Devonte Smith. He's never going to be a guy that's going to weigh two hundred pounds, but he he play he can go up and get the ball. He's long. Um, that would probably be my my kind of the in the the recent memory. That'd be the guy that I would think you know most like. Yeah, that that was who I was thinking because I think Ryan Williams is a guy that could legitimately compete for a Heisman trophy in college in the right system. Yeah. Um, and I think he plays a similar fashion where you put him in the slot, he'll make plays, you put him outside, he can jump over guys and still make plays. And he's got incredible speed as well. Hello. Hey, Christian, I got one. Okay. I'm okay. going to go old school. Jason, you ready? All right. High school football in Georgia. We were at Carrollton high school. Probably the greatest wide receiver I saw in high school was Reggie Brown who played at Georgia. They're about the same size. Watching Reggie Brown in high school was probably his highlight tape looks a lot like Ryan Williams. Slot outside coming down with contested catches. You put him in a phone booth and you can't put two hands on him. So that's who I would say my player count would be. Reggie Brown. Uh and he had a pretty good NFL career yeah. too. So yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. In the end, here here's who he is. He's a really, really good player that's still, you know, physically maturing and um, you know, I, you know, I might miss my guess, but my guess is that, you know, in eight, 10 years, if I'm thankful enough to still be doing this, there'll be somebody that comes out and I, we're going to compare that kid to Ryan Williams. Um, I, that's how good I think he is. Yeah. Let's stick with pass catchers. Um, another guy that came into camp, he was already pretty highly rated. He was a top two, four, seven guy. Um, this is a guy that Auburn fans know pretty well. Cause we've interviewed him, talked about him a lot. Um, tried to show him some love because we think he's a really talented player. And that's Cam Coleman out of Central Phoenix City. Um, but Sunday was 
almost a coming out party for him in a sense, I want to say, because he wasn't necessarily exposed to quite as many national people beforehand playing under Carmelo English there at Central, playing under some other guys there. Um, and he had flashed, certainly flashed well enough to you know, become a top 200 guy. Um, but Sunday he was extremely impressive. I mean, the biggest thing with him, you talk about size, 6'3", um, already a big pass catcher, has a really good catch radius, which is something we heard Hugh Freeze talk about and emphasize on Monday, um, how he likes that in his receivers. And Cam Coleman showed it. Um, he was He had pretty smooth route running for his size, um, and he was pretty solid speed overall. Just Duke's kind of what did you see out of Cam Coleman that you really liked? Uh, I saw his uh, contested catch ability. Um, it's not like he, sometimes he, it, it, it's not like he was creating the type of separation that you would see from a 4 2 or 4 3 guy. Uh, a lot of time his route running was solid. Um, he was able to use his shoulders to create separation between him and the DB. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, when I saw uh, the first time I saw Seth Williams in high school. Just uh, that big body, uh, easy mover, kind of strides like a gazelle almost, not really a choppy runner. Uh, just a guy who's uh, physically imposing, and especially at this age group, you got to think he's probably around 16, 17 years old. It's not going to be a lot of DBs who are going to be able to uh, get anywhere near him if he high points the ball. Great athlete. Uh, and I think the most important thing is he never looks like he's he, he's exerting a lot of energy. It's all smooth. It's like it's almost like it's it's innate for him to go get the ball, and uh, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, since the camp, uh, I want to say Texas and Ole Miss and Mississippi State have offered Cam Coleman. Already had offers from Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, um, some other schools as well. Um, so Cam Coleman, look for him to visit sometime this spring. He's still working on scheduling his um, visits. I believe Central plays in the Final Four for basketball on Thursday. I want to say. Hopefully I have that date right. They play this week, um, and Cam Coleman plays basketball. So he's got to wrap up his basketball season really before he can start going on some football visits. Um, but then another guy that really caught our eye there, uh, Jamonte Waller, kind of a tweener um, on the defensive line, could play edge. I mean, Auburn's recruiting him as a jack linebacker. Some schools are recruiting him as a linebacker. Um, 6'3", 220-ish, somewhere in there kind of. Um, and he was mostly playing as an edge guy in camp. And he was absolutely dominant. You saw him during the testing part of the camp, and he was flashing. You could easily tell he was a freak athlete. Um, and then it got to the one-on-one portions. And, I mean, Jason, he was he was nearly unstoppable. And he was matched up against some really talented offensive tackles. Um, but Jamonte Waller was really good. He's supposed to visit Auburn in April. Um, and he said he talks with pretty much every Auburn coach on the defensive staff pretty much every day. And the biggest one that talks to him the most is Ron Roberts. Yeah, no, I'm going old school with with a comparison. Elvis Dumerville. I, I mean, I just well, – I watched Elvis Dumerville in high school. I was in Florida at the time. Um, saw him playing uh, in his – you know, James and, and Elvis Dumerville and, you know, a guy that's 6'2", 235, 240. Um, legit explosive pass rusher, can run – but he's, he's a guy that's going to be on the line of scrimmage and he doesn't have the six, five frame. Um, but you know, a guy like, I mean, Carl Lawson made it to the NFL and still playing this guy that didn't have that big long frame either. But Deverville is Lawson was more power. I look at Waller and I look at quickness and explosion off the edge. And so, um, I was really impressed. I really was. I thought he was as good as there was rushing the passer in the entire camp. And there were a lot of really highly rated guys in the camp and we'll talk about a few of them, but 
I thought he was exceptionally good. And when you think about a defense where you're talking about linebacker, Jack, you know, rushing the pass or doing some different things, I think he could be a really intriguing fit if Auburn were to bring him in. Yeah, another pass rusher that I want to touch on, um, Sterling Dixon, the Alabama commit from Mobile Christian. Um, you know, this is an interesting one, Dukes. Mobile or not Mobile Christian, Sterling Dixon, kind of a similar prospect um, to Jamonte Waller a little bit. Another kind of tweener guy. Alabama is actually starting to recruit him as an inside linebacker. I don't really know if that's where I would recruit him. I like him more as a jack and more off the edge, um, similar to Jamonte Waller. Just kind of an interesting frame. You know, we were talking with Andrew Rivens, the 24-7 sports director of scouting, before things kind of got going. And, you know, that was Sterling Dixon was the guy that he was curious to see kind of how he performed. Um, and, you know, in this picture, he's going up against David Sanders Jr., number one player in the class of 2025, offensive tackle, really impressive player himself. Um, but Sterling had some quality reps against him. And he performed really well. And you know, Dukes, the, the biggest takeaway for me out of the Sterling Dixon, you know, talking with him afterwards and even seeing him in camp was he said that Hugh Freeze has pretty much been his primary contact. You know, he talks with the defensive staff, um, but Hugh Freeze is the one that's calling him the most, texting him the most, and getting involved the most here, um, which, you know, that's something we didn't see really with the previous staff. And that's something that, you know, we had talked about on yesterday's podcast was just, how active Hugh Freeze is getting in recruiting. He talked about it in his press conference. He said, look, if I have to take a phone call um, with a recruit during practice, I'll do it because I trust my coordinators to do their job. Um, I trust my assistant coaches to do their job. Um, and so Sterling Dixon is kind of a guy that, you know, Auburn has prioritized to try and try and get back in, back in the ball game a little bit here. Yeah, I think uh, Dixon is such, an explosive athlete and uh what stood out the most to me was his agility and short space uh i saw him beat some uh, pretty good offensive tackles with a more like a, a, a sort of euro step uh he was able to use his athleticism in order to uh to be successful uh he's a little lighter than some would like uh if you don't know uh, as far as playing on the, uh, the line in that jack role as far as uh him being able to be successful in uh run support but when you see that frame, you see uh, how lean he is, you see how muscular he is, a twitchy athlete, somebody that you feel like is going to be able to uh, get to that corner point when it comes to rushing the passer and be able to turn the corner, put that foot in the ground and absolutely get after it. He's the type of guy that if you get in those uh, situations, those third and longs, you, you, you set him out, uh, tell him pin his ears back and go get the quarterback and uh, – he seems to have all of the tools in, in order to do that. So I think it's really important that uh, he was able to speak on Hugh Freeze. And that was a re- it, it, it kept I kept a recurring theme was how involved Hugh Freeze was in the recruitment of athletes uh, who are at the Under Armour event. And I think that's just huge um, for Auburn as a whole, but really for recruits to be able to say the same thing and they're having similar experiences. In the previous times, you would hear, okay, well, I'm being recruited by this guy. Well, does the coach call you? Well, he doesn't call me. Oh, well, does the coach call you? Hugh Freeze has a list, and he is hitting guys. And there, there are a few recruits that are being recruited by Auburn that haven't at least had a conversation with Hugh Freeze, especially some of the uh, more uh, – some of the guys higher on the board. So if somebody's on that top 20% of the board, you better believe Hugh Freeze has contacted him. And it's really good to get that confirmation as an Auburn. For somebody who follows Auburn recruiting, I would be really excited about getting that confirmation from Dixon. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, um, another kind of eye-catching quote um, from talking with him afterwards, you know, obviously committed to Alabama. He'll visit this spring. LSU and Colorado are also in the mix. Um, but he said, look, it, it means a lot. It shows me that I'm a priority. All I got to do is stay focused, see what they do, uh, as in Auburn, see what they do this season, and then maybe we'll go from there. So it, it's wait and see a little bit, but that kind of speaks to his mentality and I'm sure some other recruits' mentality as well, where they're definitely intrigued by Auburn and they kind of wanted to see the product on the field and kind of what happens this fall. Another in-state defensive lineman we'll touch on real quick, Jason, Jeremiah Beeman. Um, Look, when you just see him physically, his frame, he's very imposing. Uh, probably 6'5", six, 6'4", six, somewhere in there. He's he's all of that. Um, he was playing as kind of a true defensive tackle, and he was pretty dominant in the one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah and, you know, he's a, he's a bigger body, a bigger frame. And, and I think you look at him, and I, I think he's probably a guy that um, when you get into college and, and you get in a strength and conditioning program, he's a guy that probably ends up, playing at 285, 290 before it's over with. When you look at him, and he's he's a different type of player. He's a, you know, he's a big body guy. Um, and so, I, you know, really impressed by him. You know, we saw him last summer. He got a camp. I mean, he came camped at Auburn, got an offer, and he's continued to blow up. He, basketball guy that just finished playing basketball too. Um, yeah, I think he'll, by the time he gets his senior year, I think he'll be playing at, at 260, 265. And so a big body guy in the Birmingham area that, has some really good players in that Birmingham area, 2025 right there, Jared Smith from Spain Park um, down the road. And then, you know, the guy that we saw play basketball last week, uh, Jordan Ross is a big-time prospect who's more of a quick twitch, Sterling Dixon kind of guy too. So um, it's not top-heavy in 2025 like it is in 2025 in the state of Alabama like it was in 2023, but 2024 is a really good year in the state of Alabama again. And, 
if Auburn can do what they need to do in this in this state in this class, then that's going to be a big deal because I mean it's it's a good, it's another good year in the state of Alabama and I, it just continues to turn out really good players. Yeah, I think the depth is kind of the biggest thing with this class, like you just touched on, and a guy that's a depth guy kind of right now in the class, Tevis Metcalf, three-star cornerback out of Pinson Valley, um, but he played his way kind of out of that territory, I think, a little bit on Sunday. He wins defensive back camp MVP. Um, Dukes, he was really impressive. He had two interceptions on the day. There were not a lot of interceptions, and he had two of them, um, and he was really good. He's got great genes. Um, his uh, older brother just signed with Arkansas. His second cousin is DK Metcalf, who was obviously being recruited, uh, got recruited by Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss, um, and is now an NFL star and just an absolute freak athlete. Um, and Tevis Metcalf isn't necessarily the fastest cornerback, isn't necessarily the biggest cornerback, but he's a playmaker. Um, and we saw that on Sunday, and he kind of he proved himself, and he proved why Auburn has already offered him and why Al- Auburn is already in the mix, Dukes. Yeah, if I had one word to uh, describe Metcalf, and this is no disrespect to his athleticism, but he is so crafty. He's a really crafty corner. Uh, He anticipates the ball well. His back pedal is so fluid. It's clean. Um, He he reads keys uh, off of the wide receiver as far as looking at their hips. Some of the plays that he made as far as when he's undercutting undercutting some of those passes, not even on the interception, but I was more impressed with uh, one of the pass breakups where it seemed like he was beat to the uh, on the corner route, and he just undercut it and uh, got higher, got higher up than I thought he could. Um, really instinctive player. He's one of those guys that may not blow you away with his forty time, and I have, I, and I, I'm not even familiar with his forty time, but just he's one of those straight up football players, and you're not. It, it was hard to. Get, he was a pest. It was hard to get separation on him. Uh, I would love to – I want to see more of him and see how he comes up in run support because he looks like a guy that's not afraid to get his nose dirty uh, uh, at all. Um, with the amount of spots, right now secondary has to be one of the stronger uh, position groups for Auburn. So with the amount of spots that they do have and the type of guys that they're looking at, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops and how this class develops because you got a guy like Metcalf who I think could play anywhere in the SEC uh, if needed be. A guy he kind of reminds me of uh, a little bit is uh, Kamari Lassiter, uh, who's at Georgia now, who uh, Auburn recruited a couple of years ago. Uh, not he was, he was a three-star athlete, but everybody knew he could just play. And now you see him starting at uh, Georgia as a true sophomore or maybe a – yeah, true sophomore. And I think Metcalf has that same uh, upside. Yeah, I mean, you just talked about it. You're going to have to be a really good DB to get a spot in Auburn's class. Um, Auburn just took a loaded defensive back class in the 2023 class. And now you've already got Amon Lane committed. You've already got Jaden Lewis committed. Um, and so Auburn gets to be pretty selective in terms of where it goes from here um, and the rest of the class in the secondary. Um, and we'll touch on one of those guys here in a second. But I want to get um, one more state of Alabama guy in, Jason Bradley Shaw. Um, not necessarily his setting where you would think he would excel because um, he's more of a true inside linebacker, um, stop the run rush the passer, kind of hold that box a little bit. But you know, he dropped into coverage um, in those one-on-ones with running backs, and I, I thought he was pretty impressive. He showed that he is pretty versatile, um, and I came away you know, even more impressed with Bradley Shaw and saw why he's such a big Auburn target. Yeah, no, um, yeah, you, you can see the athleticism there. Um, smart, understands football. 
you know, when you look at Auburn's linebacker group, he and he, he could wind up being one of the more important guys in this class for them. When you start talking about what they're looking for, um, he's a he's a guy that can be a true inside the box linebacker, but he's also he can also run, and that's the thing about it. You, you're looking for that combination. You want a guy that can do both those things, and he can do both of those. Um, really, really strong bloodlines. I I covered his brother um, when his brother was at Hoover High School as a running back, um, Bradrick Shaw. Bright, bright guy, physical running back, ended up at Wisconsin and, and played up there. He's back up there working now and a uh, really good family. I talked to his mom again Sunday. And um, this is somebody that I think they're really interested in Auburn, that connection to Auburn. And, uh, you know, guy that get back on campus here soon and see what happens. But, um, you know, they're building a bond with him. And I think he's a guy that would be a uh, a really good addition to Auburn if they were to land a guy like, you know, you know Bradley Shaw. He's, He's he's what you're looking for at linebacker, uh, especially in this defense. Yeah, we're recording this Tuesday night. Should be out Wednesday morning, um, and he's supposed to visit on Wednesday, um, which was interesting to me because he visited the Sunday after Junior Day, so the very last day that recruits could get on campus before the dead period hit. And now the first day of the dead period is lifted um, on Wednesday. He'll be on Auburn's campus, uh, which is just kind of interesting to me that it lines up like that. Um, Duke's last guy I want to talk about, you were touching on the secondary. Um, one of the top dogs that Auburn is really after there is Jalen Crawford, um, number 34 overall player in the class. He was considered by some an LSU lean. Um, that's where the crystal ball favors right now, but he visited Auburn in January. That visit went well. He returned to Auburn with his five-star dual sport teammate, Mike Matthews in February during the dead period to go to a basketball game. Um, you can do that as long as you don't talk to any football coaches or anything like that. So he visited for that, and then he's supposed to come back this spring as well. Um, and he told Jason after the camp that you know, he was heavily considering taking an official visit. It seems like Auburn is one of one of the top two or three really in the mix here for Jalen Crawford, and this feels like you know, Amon Lane and Jaden Lewis are both top 247 guys, both really highly ranked, um, but Jalen Crawford would be kind of – kind of your stud of the group if you're able to land him dukes yeah um speaking on on Jalen, uh just what he, he's got the size he's got the speed he's got the athleticism he makes the flash plays uh depending on what class i mean i mean if he was in a different year he he probably would be uh he could easily be one of the top two cornerbacks in the country just depending on the year um really good with the ball in his hands uh or excuse me, he has really good ball skills. Like uh, he has a nose for the ball. Um, and I think right now his relationship and uh, growing up and playing against Mike Matthews has done wonders for his game. Uh, those guys push each other. They're really close. Uh, they're, they're starting to be a little bit of chatter. I talked to uh, talk to Jalen's dad, Jay, who I've been knowing for a while, and I talked to uh, uh, Mike's uh, Mike Matthews' mom, Regina, uh, together uh, at the camp. And uh, they were just talking about how cool it would be for those kids to stick together. Um, the only school, the only other school that both of them are seriously considering would be Clemson. I think uh, they have a really good shot, uh, just as good a shot as Auburn. I would be more surprised uh, if he didn't end up at one of those two schools more than anything. Uh, if I could put in the dual crystal ball, I would. I would put in a, a Clemson-Auburn, but I, I, I doubt he goes to LSU. He, he really likes LSU. But I know proximity is going to be an issue as his uh his uh he has a really close relationship with his father, who is uh his legal guardian, I mean, uh who he's who is the custodial parent. Um so yeah, I, I think that uh 
Auburn has a really, really, really good shot. Uh, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on the crystal ball as it's early. I do think he wants to commit. Um, I think the date I got uh, – Jason, what, what did he uh, give you a commitment uh, time frame? He just said he wanted to do it before – you know, he thought before senior year. So, that was kind of the goal for him. So, no no really set time uh, frame. But I do feel like he's, he's kind of starting to figure it out a little bit. I talked to him, you know, uh, what about, a, you know, three weeks ago or so at a basketball game and then again on Sunday. And, um, yeah, I think he's he's building a really good bond with Auburn. Um, I, and I agree with you. I think it's – I think he has two or three schools in, in mind and and he's pretty locked in on a few schools right now. So um, getting back on campus, um, hanging out with the football coaches again would, would be a big deal for Auburn. But, yeah, I, I think he's going to try to carry it, you know, at least into the summer before he does something. Yeah, that would kind of line up, maybe take take those two or three official visits to the top schools there and then make a decision maybe in July or something like that um, before his season. So um, feel pretty good about Jalen Crawford. Look, guys, listening on Wednesday, um, we had a ton of content out on Tuesday in terms of getting ready or recapping the uh, Under Armour Next Camp, getting ready for spring visits. Um, and now that it's Wednesday, when you guys are listening to this, visits are underway. Um, Bradley Shaw should be visiting on campus today couple of other kids are on campus as well. If you want the full coverage of that, if you want those stories, if you want those VIP scoops, it's all over at auburnundercover.com. Myself, Dukes, Jason, we've all got it covered there. Um, so if you're not over there, definitely head over there. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. If you're just listening as a podcast, leave us a review. That really helps us out as well. Um, we should be back. Dukes will have his podcast which has been awesome to listen to. There's always been a good guest on. So it should be another fun one this week. I don't know who it is, but I'm always excited um, to see who it is. So we'll have that. We'll have some other kind of, um, I almost said fall camp, some more spring practice um, coverage this week as well. So make sure you walk in over at auburnundercover.com for all of that. We'll catch you guys soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.